Welcome back to our right podcast here. You have Elijah alongside Grant. You know, uh, last week of um, no football here. You know, we have uh, Michigan football coming up. Uh, last week of Lions preseason just happened. You know, a couple more weeks of practice for them. Uh, we're going to be a full force. Hard Knocks episode was yesterday. You know, I'm going to throw it over to you here. Just kind of what was your overall thoughts of was it episode three of uh, episode three of five? I think it was four, the fourth one. But it's, yeah. But yeah, no, um, yeah, fourth episode, I think they got one more next week. On this episode, I think this was probably my favorite one so far. Um, I just liked just the intensity in it with it being like the last preseason game of the season or of a preseason. And then, yeah, I mean, they had the, the player led practice, which is kind of interesting. I mean, that's something I'm not all that much of a fan of, but whatever. Um, and I just thought the fact that they were, you know, it was the cut, like the last week they started making cuts. So, um, you know, I, I love the, like, the conversation with personnel and, um, you know, Campbell talking with Brad Holmes about, you know, how tough it is to figure out who they want to keep and who should stay. Uh, I just think overall it was a, it was a solid episode and just, you know, had more players, more interactions, you know, heard a little more from Jared Goff here and there. Um, her, <clears throat> You know, heard more, uh, Reynolds story, Craig Reynolds story, the running back. Um, you know, got like some more kind of like live action of him doing, you know, making some, uh, some good plays. So I would say overall it was an exciting, exciting episode. Yeah. No, I think they, um, they continue to take like a unique approach to how I feel like they're filming hard knocks this time around, but we finally got a, somebody else other than Dan Campbell, um, and, you know, some of the coaches. So we, we, you know, I think we needed to hear from Jared Goff. You know, second year here, uh, his team won the Super Bowl last year without him. Uh, you know, he, we don't really know what he's going to be necessarily. Um, this is his last year here. Are we going to keep him around for another year or two? Um, I think he's probably the biggest story, uh, one, uh, top three probably on the team. And this is the first time we've actually heard anything from him, uh, within depth. But, uh, the player led practice was kind of interesting. I thought that was interesting compared to all of the coaches sitting in the room. And kind of making, you know, harsh decisions about who's going to be on the team. Yeah. I'm talking real, uh, you know, black and white about players, calling them, you know, bad, contrast, saying, you know, um, and then some debates with, with, between different coaches about certain players and what mm-hmm. they personally think those players like Craig Reynolds mean to the team. And, yeah. you know, and how other players might act if you cut them. You know, one of the coaches said, uh, or do said, you know, if you cut him, you know, you might be getting talked to about some of the line. I think that was kind of a joke. Uh, but it's one of those, you know, half joke, half true, uh, probably yeah. statements where he's a glue guy. You know, yeah. People. I was about to say it's one of the things where it's like, you know, when you get down to like, you know, trimming that roster, and they had a legit go from like 80 guys to 53 in a span of, you know, four or five days, something like that. So it's, it's always interesting to where, you know, Reynolds may not be like the most talented or, you know, running back in the room or, you know, but, and you hear like coaches talking about how like the O line loves them because of uh they trust them in like, you know, pass blocking and you know, you hear the running back coach say like they do stay like, yeah, like, you know, you might have some problems if you get rid of him. So it's kinda of crazy hearing about, you know, obviously every player in the NFL is talented, but there's you know, there's all it's cool to hear about how some of them guys you know, get to stay around just because of like what they mean to the team and just like what other players think of them and I think it's pretty telling that you know, he was on four different teams uh, before he got to the Lions. And, you know, for some reason, he's been sticking there at least for the last year and a half. So it was interesting to hear them kind of go, like, you know, pound the table for him in that environment. Yeah, and I'm not going to say, you know, he's going to be a, you know, 500-yard back for us this year necessarily. But um, I do find it interesting that, you know, coaches with boots on the ground, 
um, you know, the offensive line coach, I don't know, Hank something up, I'm not going to act like I know mm-hmm. his name, and then uh, Deuce. Um, boots on the ground coaches are saying that we need him around, but then the head coach was trying to put him on the chopping block. You know, right. I think that's kind of a, a despair too as well. It's kind of, you know, where's your head at where other coaches are deliberately saying you cannot cut this guy, and then he's the first name you throw out at least on this film. So that's kind of interesting to me. Uh, but, you know, I, I think I think um, a couple of things about that is the um, the coach talked about players in two buckets. And I think that was interesting because that's kind of the dynamic you always hear, even, you know, down to like middle school, high school. You know, players that do everything right, show up. Um, they, they might not be the greatest talent, but they do everything right. And then players that have it all talent-wise and then come late to practice, don't want to practice, you know, things of that nature. And that, um, and that's kind of interesting to hear them talk about that because, um, you know, I don't know. It's, it's, I don't know if that's something I feel like coaches would necessarily say out loud. I feel like that's kind of an unwritten rule. And, you know, are, are you going to say that you're purposely going to keep more talented, lazy players around? Yeah. It's kind of, um, you know, that's interesting to even hear somebody kind of put on, put out loud. Because most times that's thing that people understand that, but it's never said. And, right. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no, that's a good call. I mean, I think. Just <clears throat> another thing in episode two is like, you know, I know we had kind of talked about how, like, how physical the practices were, but I think I, I kind of appreciated this one being like, you know, they were like, okay, this is the last practice, you know, like before, uh, you know, to kind of end things. And I mean, it was crazy. Like, you know, once again, just seeing Hudge just do what he does, like, he's definitely looking like he belongs. And I know it's still early on, but I, mean, I always, you know, talk about, I think I told you a few different times, like, like they say players are very, like, people know very early on that, Guys got it and don't. Now, granted, you know, when they get in, we'll see what happens to them, you know, when we start playing in the regular season and such. But, I mean, just showing him he's winning his matchup one-on-one, you know, quite often, you know, in the backfield a lot during the practice, you know, just really doing his thing. Um, you know, even he, I think he played, you know, they the starters played at some extended time um, against the Steelers. And, you know, he was right there. I think he might have had credit for like a half a sack. So just seeing, you know, his continued production because um, – yeah, I mean, I still feel like the defense is going to be in a tough spot this year to where, um, you know, they're going to be giving up, you know, quite a bit of yards, quite a bit of points. So hopefully he can at least, you know, help with the pass rush and, you know, make an immediate impact. But, yeah, I mean, I think overall just the intensity with that and even the game, I mean, seeing, you know, Doyle throw that pick and then you see in real time, like, Campbell's like, what was that? You know what I mean? So it's just like you kind of knew right there, like, He's done, you know, like he, that's probably, that was probably the nail in the coffin because he, I don't think he came back into the game after that. He let Blau kind of go in there and redeem himself for, uh, he might have, but I'm not, yeah, I don't think so either. I'm not sure if he did. Yeah, but I don't think he did, at least at that time, maybe in the second half, but, you know, Blau came in there and was fighting, you know, you kind of saw that in real time where he's getting beat up, yep. you know, like O line not blocking. He's still getting the ball out, you know, limping around, like, you know, they're saying on the sideline, like, does he want to come out? Do you think he'll come out? And there are people like, oh, no, there's no way he's coming out. Like, you know, just yeah, – kind of Yeah, like I said, just redeeming himself. I mean, it's unfortunate that he ended up getting waived anyways and, they, you know, ended up moving on and getting a better backup quarterback. But, I mean, at least he wasn't cut. So I, I'm pretty sure if you get waived, you know, you can – like, if nobody else claims on the lines, just pick him back up and throw him on a practice squad. That's probably what they want to do with him anyways. So, yeah, no, I mean, I think he had an interesting – I think you've seen in – the second game when he fumbled um, and, and essentially cost the game, I yeah. think right there when he was just demoralized. He lay, I say, I brought it up then that week, but he laid on the ground, he grabbed his face mask, you know. So I think right then and there, um, he kind of, you know, you could you could tell he was demoralized. You could tell that was a major uh, shot 
or blow towards his uh, chances on the team. You know, you're, you know, directly correlated to a loss here. Uh, so I think, I think that was always tough. And then, but I do, I do appreciate him going out there and fighting. You know, but it, you know, it, it, the NFL, you know, not for long. And um, yeah. you know, it is what it is. It, it is a business out here at the end of the day. But mm-hmm. uh, you know, I think, I think the team is shaping, shaping up okay. I think, like you said, the biggest question mark is that defense. They have a whole segment on them. I think, what do they say? They completed in practice 16 of 18 passes on them. <laughs> you know, and that's, uh, you know, Jared Goff and, and, uh, you know, uh, David Blau and all them, you know, so that's, you know, that's not necessarily, you know, Jalen Hurts, Patrick Mahomes. Right. <laughs> yeah. You see yeah. guys that, yeah, I mean, it's, I don't know. Like I said, I know we not trying to get too, too frustrated <laughs> about it, but like, Getting Jamison Williams, trading all them picks for him, he can't play until week 10. I mean, I get it. Like, he probably be a great player for a long time. That's the hope. But, like, it just depends on how long they want to make this rebuilding process. Like, I think we could have, you know, definitely gotten a couple other players with them draft picks, some surefire guys. I mean, it's unfortunate that our best linebacker is a sixth-rounder rookie. We'll see how we, you know, we'll see how that translates when he's seeing, you know, Saquon and all them coming off the backfield, you know what I mean? When it's a kind of a different ball game, yeah. Um, because he looks good, but and he's, he's playing. I say he's playing against like the ones here and there too, but it's not always like everybody's one. So right, it's a long, it's long sixteen or seventeen games, right? You know, and right. the offensive coordinator is going to find out what you can't do. Um, yep. Yeah, yeah, that's a fact. So yeah, I mean, <clears throat> you know, like I said, the roster starting to shape out and. You know, we'll, we'll kind of be interested to kind of see how the next episode starts off. I'm assuming it'll be, you know, guys cleaning out, kind of clean out lockers and just you know, hopefully they're kind of able to throw a couple more players into the mix. I'd love to see, well, may, oh, maybe Jameson just not really with it, but, you know, at least kind of see him talk a little bit. Yeah, one thing, one thing. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I don't think I've even like seen him like in passing or like, you know, even like highlight him on, you know, in the meeting room or anything. So I don't, maybe it's just like, Maybe it's not his thing and he's not playing, so they're like, you know, not really trying to give him a spotlight. But um yeah, like I said, this episode was a strong one and um you know, I'm looking forward to the finale. No, me I agree with that. And uh, you know, they're um a few weeks away from that first game. Um, but this is game week for Michigan. Uh, you know, uh first um first game is here upon us, you know, this Saturday, high noon. Uh, you know, kickoff. You know, I know I'm you know excited as an understatement. You know, coming off a Big Ten championship, coming off playoff um, uh, appearance, <laughs> and um, yeah, so no, I'm excited to see you know what we can cook up this year. Harbaugh said a little something about the quarterbacks. You know, so I'm gonna throw it over to you just to see you know what's your thoughts on uh, what Harbaugh announced about the quarterbacks. What's your thoughts on Week One? Yeah, I mean, I think best case scenario, like I know we talked about. I said how I was pretty much at peace, like. Letting both of them go at it, but it, it worked out to where and I didn't even think about him even doing this, but it works out to where our schedule, those first three games, or which those would be, you know, wins like running away with it, um, to where it's like, yeah, best player, you know, best quarterback wins, best quarterback will start that third game. So I was always under the impression that they'd go with both, which I wasn't gonna be mad about because they're both great players and it worked out last year, but the fact that he's kind of letting them just figure it out on the field, I mean. It's uh, a lot of things will come into play with that. I mean, you got, you know, you'll, your players will be a little more juiced up to play with, uh, you know, JJ. You know, I'm sure they'll be working to get the ball around more when he's in. Now I'm interested to see how much they let, you know, Cade kind of 
get things rolling. I'm interested to see if they play the whole game. Like, you know, do they put in right. will they put in like Davis Warren instead of putting in the whoever's not gonna start the game? Um, you know, just to kind of like you don't, you know, I don't think like if K's K started this weekend and putting in JJ, you know, at halftime and he has better stats than, you know, K and then or vice versa for the next week. I don't, you know, I don't know what that could look like or what that scenario, how that could come out to play. Um, but yeah, I mean, this is a Jim Harbaugh type deal. Um, I think I told you at one point, I mean, I feel like we had like, you know, Alex Smith and Pat Mahomes or, you know, Alex Smith and Kaepernick. And I feel like we're kind of in that same situation where everybody around is just like, you know, they want Harbaugh to pull the trigger, but, you know, I think he just, I don't blame him. He just, he likes what he sees in Cade and Cade ain't really giving him a reason quite yet. Right. To, you know, give, pull, you know, take the keys away completely. Yeah, no, so I don't want to misspeak. So Cade starts week one versus um, Colorado State. Colorado State. Okay. So I know I agree with I didn't really think about the players potentially being more amped to play with one quarterback over another quarterback. I do think there could be some of that because they're, yeah. they're going to probably run different, you know, they're going to mirror each other to a certain degree, but different offenses. Yeah. Um, and at least different wrinkles within the same offense, I should say. Uh, but yeah, no, so that's interesting. I, 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 I know when we originally talked about this, I said I would start JJ McCarthy the, off the gate the first couple of games. And if he fumbled it, give it to Kate. But I, I, I guess I can see them trying to do both. Yeah. As far as whether one would get in the game or if not. So if let's say, Cade goes out there and the squad does their thing, and they're blowing them out. You know, come fourth quarter, I would imagine you would bring in the other guy. You know, the the yeah. just to kind of get his feet wet. You don't want to. What's the? I, I don't know. I don't really see the reason to bring in a third quarterback necessarily in the mix. Yeah. You probably bring in the other guy just to kind of get their feet wet. Um, that might be a slight disadvantage if you get a, a quarter of one game and then come in the next game ready to roll. But yeah. um, you know, I do think it might be kind of set up for JJ overall because. Uh, you're playing Hawaii. Second game, it's a night game. Um, hmm. you know, that that crowd is going to be crazy, and uh, and people are going to be ready for him. So I think yeah. that might be the fix. Might be kind of in on that in itself. Um, Good call. I'm kind of excited to see what. I mean, I just want a, a game of JJ McCarthy. Let's see what he can do. Let's see if he, um, you know, if he can. He's great in spurts. Let's see if he can put it together for a game. Yeah. Yeah, and I think <clears throat> both of the teams are playing are pretty bad. Like, like Hawaii just lost to the worst team in the SEC by like forty-five points uh, last Saturday, maybe even more than that. Um, then Colorado State, I mean, they're they're D one, but they're like you know, like lower end. So it'll, like, and, and yeah, I just can't wait to see what they're gonna do because, I mean, what if like, you know, JJ comes in. And, throw the pick or something, you know what I'm saying? Or, like, you know, they decide they just want to run the ball because, you know, it's 45 nothing at half or, you know, 38 nothing at half to where I, I, there's a lot of different scenarios, but I, I feel you. I mean, it, you know, probably would make a ton of sense to kind of, you know, throw Davis in the mix, but. No, I, mean, I think we know what we have in Cade for the yeah. most part. Solid, dependable, not going to turn the ball over too much. Right. Also not going to light the scoreboard up. You know, yep. he's just very solid to, you know, more than a game manager, but not great. And, right. um, and, and I think we don't know exactly what we have with JJ. So I, I think, you know, if he does go out there and throw a pick, then that would be alarming to me. You know, you shouldn't be throwing a pick for us a while. You know, this isn't, 
this isn't Michigan State or Penn State or Iowa on the road or any of those type of nights. You know, this should be pitch and catch. You know, it's simple as it gets. And if you are throwing, turn the ball over, fumbling, that was a, that's what he did for State last year. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, I you know, so I think we need to see a perfect, clear game from him. You know, now my question is, what if he does? What if he's lighting it up and he still throws a pick or two? <laughs> you know, what if it's like a four touchdown, two pick game, and you're like, damn, what do we do? You know. Yeah, receiver really dropped that one. You know, then we start talking ourselves into it. <laughs> so, right. um, yeah, no, I think that's where it really comes to the problem. Or if he throws like a four and one game, we get deceived. Yeah, and then you know, then come Big Ten, it's a one touchdown four pick game. You mm-hmm. know, or, yeah, not right. to roll with the guy who's not gonna have any turnovers, but maybe one touchdown. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So you roll, Kate. <laughs> if JJ ain't playing perfect ball, really, I will. You gotta be playing damn near perfect. It'll be real tough. I know the mistakes gonna come because that's the type of player he is. So you we need perfect versus, you know, sister of the poor schools. You know, we need Yeah, I know one thing for sure, like I know that big test going to Iowa at Iowa. Like we find a way to lose that game, it's gonna be JJ's show from the from that it'll be from yeah, hundred percent. Turn the page, hundred percent. And yeah, like I said earlier, this is just such a hardball type thing. Like we've yeah. we been talking all we've been talking since even like early this time last year. Of like you know, we start them, yeah, yeah, and it just like I said, it worked out perfectly to where we get the cup, we get to do a test run, do a couple cupcake cupcake schools. Knock on wood. And we got yeah, and then we got uh, I ain't even knocking on wood. That's if they lose these games, <laughs> not even go. <laughs> and then they got UConn to like really be like, all right, like this is your show, whoever it's gonna be. Uh, you know, let's get this thing rolling. We thought it pretty damn bad too. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. They're they probably. I mean, they might be like the worst. Yeah. Yeah. I remember they were a couple winless. Yeah. Right. They. I mean, they. Hawaii at least got the sunshine and everything to probably get a couple players. Connecticut. Yes, that's just Connecticut. You not you going there? Yeah. Yeah. You might as well go to Penn State or somewhere. Yeah. You might. As well, <laughs> you might as well go somewhere else. Yeah. 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 Right. Exactly. So. No, I agree. Uh, no, no, I'm excited for Michigan football. You know, a couple, you know, although we like the big time games, I do think this this time around it might be safest for us to have a couple games where we can figure it out a little bit. Uh, yeah. um, you know, you know, I know last year we were kind of nervous about uh, the Washington game. They turned out to be ass. But yeah. we'll even have none of those maybe surprise teams. We had, like you said, a couple teams we should wash up and, and really um, figure out, you know, what what we're doing here. You know, so right. I, you know, I'm excited, and then, you know, um, I think we're ranked what eighth, eighth in the preseason. Yep. Um, only Big Ten schools ahead of us, Ohio. Yep. Um, you know, they're highly ranked. Obviously, they're 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 fucking loaded. But um, you know, we'll cross that bridge when we get here. You know, I think we got a good, some good. You know, Michigan State, Mel Tucker. You know, I'm excited to see what they're going to put together this time around. Mm-hmm. I, you know, a couple other obviously Big Ten schools always show up. Iowa, Penn State. Yeah, I mean, obviously, the Big Ten ain't never a, a easy run here, so I think we yeah. got some great football ahead of us. Yeah, and we see like we don't see uh don't see Wisconsin this year. We see Illinois. The, sk- the schedule is favorable overall. Mm-hmm. Um, I would, I mean, all we really got to worry about is just Penn State, Michigan State, and Ohio, and obviously, you know, going to Iowa too. That can always be, you know, a little. That's what cost us a couple years back. Yeah, we would have been outright to the playoff. We would have been able to win that game, mm-hmm. even losing to Ohio. But yeah. Yeah, it's uh, so it's finally here. We've been waiting. You know, it's been some some dog days of summer trying to get to this, but on a couple more games or a couple more days, we'll 
kicking things off. No, sure. You got anything else for the people? That's all I got, man. Go blue, and we'll uh, see what Cade got for us this weekend. Sure, go blue.